With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Welcome to Hidden Gems Golf, where we dig a little bit deeper to find secret treasure for your betting and DFS pleasure. Hello all, I am the Mojo King, and this is episode number 23 of Hidden Gems Golf. That's a good basketball number. Anyway, this is brought to you by the Mighty 19 Media Group. This week we'll be discussing the Masters, played at the prestigious Augusta National in Augusta, Georgia. It's major time, baby. As you probably can tell from the wall-to-wall coverage happening this week. If it wasn't about WrestleMania, then it was about the Masters. Well, with a little bit about Duke getting eliminated and an end of an era there. Apparently, much to the pleasure of one Bimani Jones. As an impartial observer, I have to say, it was lots of fun seeing his commentary and then the reaction of Duke fans. Someday, I will try to piss off an entire fan base as completely as he did. Not today, though. Today, I will be my usual, moderately annoying self. You're welcome. This is a 19 Media Group presentation. Before we get to the greatest spectacle in golf, let's talk about one of the greatest spectacles in podcasting, gimmick infringement. Those brothers have been working overtime dropping WrestleMania content. First, it was the WrestleMania preview. Five days of Stone Cold talking about the highlights of his career. And now they just dropped two recaps? Well, two podcasts. One's a recap. One is a little bit different. But they're all over the place. Matter of fact, you guys tell them. Hello, everybody. This is the Gimmick Infringement Podcast. I am Brad Winchester. And with me, as always, is my tag team partner, Tyler McDowell Blanken. You are listening to Hidden Gems Golf, and we are also members of the 19 Media Group family. Brad and I are the hosts of Gimmick Infringement. Each week, we discuss the latest in AEW and the wrestling world, life, pop culture, and much, much more. Be sure to follow 19 Media Group on social media for the latest content, or head to the website for links to all of 19's content. All right, before we get to the Masters, let's celebrate our continuation of winning ways. A couple weeks ago, the Corrales went well. This past week, the Valspar went far better. We did quite well. We talked about nine players, and some special things happened with a few of them. But first, let's get the bad out of the way. Rory McIlroy, David Lipsky, Logan McAllister, and Taylor Moore all missed the cut. Wyndham Clark made the cut, but was horrible over the weekend, and I kind of wish he hadn't made it. Chris Kirk, tied for 35th, pretty disappointing since he was one of the favorites. But that was the last disappointment that we had for that tournament. As for the rest of the players, Gary Woodland came in at a solid T8. Now, granted, he was among the favorites. You know who was not a favorite at all? Dylan Fratelli. He was a hidden gem that was highlighted on the show, if I might add. And he, like Woodland, came in tied for eighth. But even that top eight was not the best pick of the week. That honor goes to Bo 
Hostler. He ended up tied for fourth. So we had, out of our nine picks, we had three top tens. Not bad. Off the back of those results, I tripled my money in fantasy and did well in betting. Although I have to say there was a potential for a lot more. After round three, Hostler and Fratelli were both tied for first. And Woodland was tied for fifth. I had three players in the top five. Let's just say the eventual winner, JJ Spawn, is not on my Christmas list. Anyway, I'm not really complaining. Gotta smile at these results. Grab the little chips that I won and move on to this week's event. Hey, this is Jessica and Carmen. We're the hosts of Small Town USA, a production of 19 Media Group. Join us every other Tuesday as we road trip through small town America, finding the most underrated, unknown, and quirky places. See you Tuesday. See you Tuesday. All right, let's get down to business. The Masters will be played at Augusta National Golf Club. The majestic course was built in 1933 by Alistair McKenzie and Bobby Jones. Quick side note about Bobby Jones. His full name is Robert Tyree Jones Jr. But he is not related to Robert Trent Jones Sr., Robert Trent Jones Jr., or Reese Jones. All of them are very famous architects. This Bobby Jones that created the Masters is not in that family. The Masters tournament itself began being played in 1934 and has been at Augusta National ever since. The course is a par 72, 7,510 yards, which makes it a little bit longer than last year. The greens are bent grass and the fairways are Bermuda grass. The greens are fast and large. However, even though they are large, golfers will need to hit their targets on the greens. They are highly undulating and are very difficult. Precision is very necessary. The fairways are wide, and while the course is long even by footage, it actually plays longer because typically the fairways don't have much rollout. That will create a need to be very accurate with long irons to get into the greens in those precise spots. Overall, Augusta is a tough, tough course. All parts of a golfer's game will be tested, as will their mental strength. It's a course that can easily frustrate the best golfers in the world. They will not only have to limit mistakes, but they will also have to accept the mistakes they do make. Because if they let the problems compound, they won't make it to the weekend. Speaking of the weekend, the field is sitting at, at 91 golfers, including one Mr. Tiger Woods. And the cut will be the top 50 in ties. So quick math tells me that means 55% of the players will actually make the cut. And the field includes plenty of old timers who are there basically for ceremonial purposes. All right, before I get into a strategic rant, let's talk about past results. Last April, Hideki Matsuyama was the winner at 10 under. He was followed by Will Salatoris, Xander Shoffley, Jordan Spieth, Mark Leishman, John Rahm. In November of 21, due to COVID, the time had been shifted, Dustin Johnson had won. He won at 20 under. I'll get back to that number in a minute. Sanjay M was 15 under, Cam Smith 15 under, Justin Thomas 12 Dylan Fratelli, Roy McElroy filled out the top five. In 19, in April of 19, it was Tiger Woods winning. There were a cluster of golfers very close. Dustin Johnson, Brooks Kapka, Xander Shoffley, Jason Day, Tony Finau, Francisco Marinari, and Webb Simpson were all within two of the leader. In April 18, Patrick Reed was the winner at 15 under. Interestingly enough, I was on him 
and it didn't help me much in fantasy because I played a lot of him and Patrick Cantlay, and Patrick Cantlay missed the cut that year. Our read was followed up by Ricky Fowler, Jordan Spieth, John Rahm. Going back to April 17, Sergio won that in a playoff versus Justin Rose. The cut lines during these events were plus three. Dustin Johnson's win was even. Going further back, plus three, plus five, plus six. Now, I think Dustin Johnson's record-breaking 20 under looks like a complete aberration. It was in a different time of year, and I just don't think the officials at Augusta want that to happen again. So expect somewhere between 10 to 15 under to be the likely winning score. The cut line will probably be in the positive numbers, plus one, plus two, somewhere around there. If your golfer can stave even to par, you're probably in good shape as far as getting to the weekend. All right, let's talk comp courses. Quite frankly, because this course remains the same as ever, I don't even have to go deep into looking for new comp courses. I have my trusty notes from previous years. So with that said, I am looking at the Arnold Palmer Invitational, the Genesis, the Tour Championships, past majors or any really tough field events, and of course, recent history. And as always, I look at tournament history. But what is particularly interesting at this event is that everyone will be looking harder at course history because there's a higher correlation of players doing well here. Same tournament, same event, tricky course for newcomers. Golfers tend to fall into similar lanes. The guys that are up top tend to stay up top. The guys who never make the cut are still not making the cut. With that said, I think as a hidden gem finder, I may have to pivot some. I may look at somebody who tends to struggle here a little bit more. But I guess we'll see about that when we get to the picks. But before we get to the picks, we have to talk about your favorite and mine, the weather. As of right now, it is expected to rain pretty heavily Tuesday and Wednesday, maybe even going into early Thursday morning. While the rain doesn't look like it's going to slow down the event any, it may slow down the course. Yes, they have the sub-air system to control the water in the course to some degree, but if it rains hard enough, Mother Nature beats sub-air. And it's not supposed to get too warm. I expect the course to play softer and slower on the fairways. The greens, they will figure out how to make those run fast. How does it affect the golfers? Maybe not too much, but I will point out this too. It's also going to be cool. Cold, wet weather? Hmm. Might have to look at a couple Europeans now, won't we? Moving along. And now your featured presentation. All right, on to the picks. Now, I have to say I've spent years doing mostly bad during major events in PGA, DFS, and betting. I've come to realize there are two reasons for this. Number one, Generally speaking, major events are not made for hidden gems. You put all the best players in the world together, typically the best players dominate the leaderboard. Not shocking there. But part two, which I just realized more recently, is a much more simpler mistake that I was making. I've been overthinking things. I'm trying too hard, looking too deeply, trying to uncover every rock and missing the mountain that I'm standing on. So for this week, I am going to try the KISS method here. Just keep it simple, stupid. So up top, I am going to focus on Victor Hovland, Dustin Johnson, and Brooks Kepka. I'm using all three for very similar reasons, and that is I believe they are coming on strong at the right time. 
With that said, John Rahm, Scotty Scheffler, Will Zalatoris, and Xander Schauffele also seem like fine plays. Out of this Fantastic Seven, I feel like I am likely to use Hovland in one and dones, and equally as likely to leave Scotty Scheffler out of my rosters completely. It may be a fool's errand at this point to bet against him, but I have trouble believing he can stay this hot. Down to the mid-range, I have two golfers in my sights, that being Matthew Fitzpatrick and Corey Connors. Corey Connors will be no hidden gem. He will be highly owned. Matthew Fitzpatrick is likely to be high owned as well, although not quite as high. He has been very mediocre here at the Masters, making every cut in the last five years, but 21st has been his best result. The others were 32nd or below. However, he seems to be playing better than he ever has, at least in the US at this point. I expect him to break the top 20 this year. Now, let's dive deep. I'm going with four picks down here, each of them for completely different reasons which makes me very uncomfortable. But hey, it is what it is. First up is Kevin Na. I think he'll probably be pretty high owned, but I like him regardless. He has improved at the Masters each of his last four times here. He went from miscut to 46th to 13th to 12th last April. He's only played once since he miscut at the API, but that was a T9 at match play. That's enough for me to think that he's ready to bounce back and is in form. Next up, Christian Bezadenhut. Despite my normal movement away from stat models, I've decided to take a step in that direction this week. That being said, my stat model puts him as one of the one of the best cheap options there are out there. He's also likely to be low owned, so I'm definitely in. Next up, Thomas Peters. Statistically speaking, Peters is a train wreck. His approach game, which I said is very important here, has been horrible in the PGA Tour. And honestly, his putter hasn't been much better. But he did have a decent finish at the API and made it out of the pod round in match play. He also finished the end of last year's Euro Tour with two late season victories. And then, on top of that, back in 2017, he tied for fourth at the Masters. He has the talent. Can he execute is the question. But I'm going to take a gamble and see if he can. And finally, my last play of the Masters 2022 is Ryan Palmer. Now, Ryan Palmer is truly a catch-a-falling-knife pick if there ever was one. He has not been good lately. His last five events, miscut, miscut, T70, miscut, and T48. But that T48 is particularly interesting to me. It was last week at the Valero Open. He was actually in first place after two rounds. I listened to his post-round interview. He mentioned that he had figured out something with the putter. He actually was stealing an idea from Daniel Berger. Now, clearly, it didn't hold up in the third or fourth round. But does he take it as a sign that he's going in the right direction? Ryan Palmer is a quality player. He has the game to compete here. I'm going out on a little bit of a limb, or at least his mental game is sharper now. The other idea that I have in my head is that he is constantly compared to John Rahm. According to popular belief, when John Rahm plays well, Ryan Palmer can play well too. If that is true, then Ryan Palmer is definitely in play as John Rahm is a course horse here. It's a long shot, but I do believe it can happen and he will have virtually no ownership. All right, that's it. That's all I got. I actually don't have a story for today, so I'll just have to give you a story another day. Good luck this week at the Masters, and keep digging.
Lucky Land Casino asking people what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kids' PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.